Well, first of all, to whoever's tuning in, you're probably up for a real treat because I deleted all of my notes for Monday night's game and tonight. So we just out here. Live thoughts. Honestly, yeah. What? What about the 76ers game? Do we really want to spend that much time on? Well, I know the only thing I had written down in the fourth is that Roby went coast to coast. And that was literally like the extent of my fourth quarter notes. Like butter and toast. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. Monday was oh. not good. It's not good. The only um, thing I have in my fourth quarter notes is that when Doc Rivers was asked if anything surprised him about Dwight Howard, he was like, yeah, the 15 texts. He's about to get suspended. Well, <laughs> I mean, I do like that he's like, yeah, this is a problem. I love that. He's like, yeah, I'm surprised about this. I don't think that's the answer they were looking for. But first fashion. But first fashion. Thunder at 76ers. Hi, Jerome. Had the matchy matchy. It was like Justin Timberlake the denim double denim moment but it was better in my opinion it was black denim jeans a black denim jacket with like these peachy orange polka dots but can I ask you did the horizontal black and white stripes on the shoes with the polka dot Canadian tuxedo make you uncomfortable actually no and even though like he was wearing black and white and then he had the brown bag that is what I aspired to do and I can't get there (laughs) so he's wild but I did really like it as a look I also really liked when we were flying to Philly the outfits that day I thought were fire so that was fun um who else did they show uh charlie our new friend charlie i liked his blue sweatsuit it was like a thunder blue and had little red smiley and those red sneakers were red they were aggressive for sure so the charlie brown jr signing i mean is it the highlight of this 14 game skid for me maybe maybe uh, did I giggle when I saw it? Yeah. So um, welcome, Charlie Brown. I hope you stick around. He got to play some Monday night, but then not Tuesday. So hopefully he doesn't get the ball pulled out from under him too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's a concern. Couldn't help it. In the 76ers game, it was a huge concern. Um, I'm trying to uh, remember. Because I honestly just wanted to forget the Monday game. Well, I I know that like the second half was completely out of control, but I feel like did we keep up with them the first per usual and then it fell apart from there. So in the first, uh, Moses got the tip out to Teo. Moses versus Embiid. But then Theo turned, or Theo, geez, Theo turned it over immediately. Sad. And uh, mostly it was a big Poku quarter for me. Uh, We did have Kenny with some nice assists. Darius drove for some layups. That's going to be repeating, I feel like, just all the time. I'm like, Darius drives, Darius drives. And uh, Poku had a three. We did get some Poku to Moses dunk action. We got a Poku dunk and 
when Poku got his dunk in the first in the 76ers game, it was 24-24, not out of control. We finished the quarter 34-26, not out of control. Which, I mean, is kind of what we like to do. They give me a nice first quarter. The rest is questionable. Um, <laughs> Lou was out again in this game, and I think Tony Bradley was also – he was listed as questionable, but then he was out with the – ankle injury and then I got that coach D quote that I like where he was like I'm not really certain there's a 50 50 shot it's the left one and I'm like coach D that's gonna come up later because sometimes I think he's a little cute and I don't know if it's pushing me into an over an eight am I still at an eight you're at an 8.75 am I still coasting at an eight yeah yeah, I think that was your last answer. I think we're working our way up to 8.5 with another Coach D quote for the Celtics game. Oh, you got another one? Yeah. Um, you loved that, though, and he was like, 50-50 shot. I did really like it. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. I was like, Coach D, you're cheeky. I like it. Which ankle is it? hard to tell we'll see <laughs> so um turnovers honestly in monday and tuesday both yeah. nights obviously a big factor uh, at the end of the half the 76ers had nine steals and that's not including just us not taking care of business what made me the most frustrated? I feel like last episode we were like, uh, at Ty Jerome, what are you doing? What are you doing, baby? And then, are you in, okay? Yeah, like, what's going on? Just like a rough little patch, like, I expect more. And he gave me more in this game. And I did not care because we were getting blown out. And I super hate that because he had a really strong game against the 76ers yeah he got a three in the second it was 29 36 our offense really slowed quite a bit in the second I feel like that both teams slowed the thunder was pretty glaring uh shake he was wild and there was nothing we could do and uh that's just another Darius driving moment. I'm going to say it every time Darius drives. I like it. He was so unsure of himself at the beginning of the season, even like being questioned about it and quoted saying that he was hanging back and to see this progress for him is a big moment for me. I feel like we reference bubble bays a lot and yes. he was shooting the three well then now like he is making some threes but we are seeing him attack more I feel like there's a world where those two meet for a more complete all-around player and then I see people be like <laughs> oh yeah I see people be like, well, when we trade up in the draft, Baisley's gone. And I'm like, don't talk to me about that. Don't talk to me about that. Because if we're Time talking. We're developing. <laughs> yeah. If we're talking about like pieces that it would hurt to lose, he's one of them for me. So I also understand that like maybe there's something else out there that would be better, but. If we were to get rid of him to move up in the draft and he goes somewhere else and he's excellent, I don't think I can handle that. Wouldn't be able to make a recovery? No. Frank Jackson times a million. Like, I don't think a million. I would be able to let that go. Well, I mean, we're more invested in Darius. Like, we've seen so much growth from him the last two seasons and there's been some really rough patches we referenced the dark times a lot when we're like it cannot get worse and it did 
but yeah, it is super nice to see him being aggressive. We finished the half 60-45. The third, I tried to keep it as positive as possible. Uh, No. You know, Darius, (laughs) Darius was driving for a floater. We had a poku to Darius dunk. Ty Jerome hit a three-pointer. Um, when he, Ty Jerome hit that three-pointer, it was 58-82, so already vastly out of control. And, like, as out of control as I just, like, threw all my shit on the floor because that's pretty much what happened for the rest of the game. Oh, yeah. I'm like, we could not talk about the second half at all, and I would not be super pressed. Um, I think it was, like, towards the end of the third when – I was kind of going to a dark place because the Yankees were back at it. Like I thought they were on their way to getting out of whatever the heck this is, but they were regressing. And then like we were getting blown out. Uh, The turnovers were a thing. And there was a brief moment when I was going to ask Twitter, like which teams would take me on as a bandwagoner. I was also so disinterested and disassociated by the fourth quarter when you were talking about Wagner I was really worried about your spelling I was like is it going to be one g or two I didn't even care does the two g's make it proper like the last name like that's how disassociated I was and for me to be that disassociated that I'm worrying about your grammar and you're not worried about your grammar. This is like Freaky Friday. And it's not like I would ever start liking a different team, but I need some fun. Like I watched the end of that Lakers Mavs game and the intensity, the Luca shot, like I'm missing that right now and I know we're missing a lot of pieces and it's a rebuild and like you can tell me all these other things but there's no way in my mind that going on a 14 game losing streak is going to be fun and I think the amount of games that have been single digit losses have been few and far between like when we lose it's a big in and I know um we'll get into like the Tuesday Celtics win the win yeah. a little bit more but um yeah I needed that especially after after Monday night I was not well I was sad uh the nicest thing I pulled out of the third uh Teo did force a turnover on the 76ers at the end of the third and uh Got a little three-point jumper before that. Uh, yeah, 66-93, if I didn't say it already. And then the fourth, we already said, like, do we even, like, just don't don't make us do it. Because the fourth was terrible. It was 121-90, 76ers, at 76ers. Um, MB took that hard fall. Yeah, Kenny took him out. It's like the weight difference there. He falls so hard. I loved that. Embiid was like, oh, excuse me, pardon me. (laughs) He took one look and took off the other way. Gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some important hustle shit to do on the other end here. (laughs) Yeah, he came in so hard and then like he wasn't in frame anymore. (laughs) It was quite literally a hit and run. Um, so hustle things, I guess. Hustle things. Um, do you want to, okay. I first of all, I lied to you. The, um, coach D quote I have is 76ers game, not Celtics game. So I'm a liar, but I don't know if you just want to get into awards. If there's anything you want to wrap up about this game, it was a stinker. Can we talk about the dub? It was a stinker. It was ugly. Turnovers. Didn't we set, I'm pretty sure, a franchise record in turnovers? Let's just do it. We matched, like, a previous worst losing streak. Like, is 
is just not good. We got blown out in Philly. I don't know what more we could say. Like, maybe we should say the final score. Let me get there. Uh, 121 oh, I did. to 90, Philly. Yep. 121-90. Gross. And, yeah, awful. What's also gross is um, there's been a couple of those 30-point losses. Those yeah. hurt. I was going to say the Warriors. Um, <laughs> I just want to – I'm just going to get my cupcake now. Because since we're talking about turnovers, like, I'm just, I'm going to let you finish. We had three starters with five turnovers. One bench player with five turnovers. Base with four. Poku, Hustle, and Teo had five. Moses, three. Also, when Moses has the ball out past the three-point line, I'm like, somebody go get that ball from him quickly. Like, I'm uncomfortable go with how that far. Yeah, go help Moses. Uh, Svi had five turnovers. Turnover awards. They're relevant right now. <laughs> it's a big time in there. So is it just, like, in general to the turnovers? Mostly the three starters with five. That's a um, lot. When I'm perusing the box score, like you've got Darius with 14 points, seven rebounds, pretty solid night. Not when you're considering the fact that that was our best starters performance. Like that's not going to get you anything. Um, Moses had 11, Teo had 10. Tydrome did have the 22, so he was our leading scorer, but there was just like, so much for me that was just off in this one. Um, I'm gonna give my cupcake award. It's also turnover based to new friend V. We mentioned tough. it. Times are tough. tough. Um, five turnovers. So he played 24 minutes. He was one of five from the field, zero of two from three, two points, two rebounds, five turnovers. The turnover we are specifically going to discuss, he threw the ball away before half. And I'm not saying we had like momentum. I feel like momentum was not at one point relevant from the second on, but it was like a nice little burst because we had gotten in there and stole, stolen the ball from Embiid. We had the ball left. There was no shot clock. And then he threw the ball away and they went and scored. And I'm like, well, like it wasn't momentum or anything, but we were trying to have a little moment. And now like it's a highlight reel for them. So that was the big getter for me. I would like it noted that in the Celtics game, Spee only had one turnover. Well. <laughs> I'm trying to hold out for speed. Like, I'm like, it's a rough patch. Even when he played well that one game, I was like, yeah, but you did this, 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 and this wrong. So we're going to get through it, new friends V and I, I hope. Um, but he's definitely on my radar <laughs> right now. Socks and slides. Socks and slides. Speed wears socks and slides. Um... It is, yeah, it is hard to kind of go through the box score as far as, like, there's only one standout as far as Mr. Thunders go, Mr. Thunders is, is is it plural? I don't know. But my award I'm going to give to Coach D, I thought it was the Celtics games, but it's not, it's the 76ers. Um. And I don't know why I didn't think that because when asked about the skid, the 14 game skid, he literally said, I don't know if they're aware of it. Um, I think we're all aware. I just really liked the way he said it. Like you said, he's 
very cheeky and but then he kind of followed it up with you know I don't ever go into an apathetic locker room and I like the way he kind of was like oh I don't think they're you know aware of it and I know he's trying to say that you know they're invested in the game the 48 like it was just the way he said it I thought it was funny um I mean, if we're talking purely performance-based, in my opinion, the only person you can give a Mr. Thunder award to is one Ty Jerome. Yes, which I appreciate because we were just shouting out a little worry. Right. So, I mean, unfortunately, like, there's not very many other options in this game. I was pretty confident you were going to want to talk about Ty Jerome. So I did go another route, Um, not necessarily because of how I thought he played in this game per se, but it ties into a Michael Cage quote. And you know, I love Michael. So I believe Moses had a career high in dunks this game at five, I think they said. And at one point, Michael said, he's the dunk master but you have to ask for more, okay? Oh. So Moses Brown, Mr. Thunder Award recipient, dunk master, a girl wants more, okay? A girl wants more. This is the official request for that. In this game, he played 27 minutes. I was super interested in the matchup. I mean, he was playing against Embiid. Everyone's talking about him in the MVP race. Like, that's yes. a tough matchup for Moses. He played 27 minutes, 5 of 8, 11 points, 8 rebounds. So it wasn't like an awful night, but Mr. Dunk Master, I want more. More. Oh. Well, I mean, while we're here, Ty Jerome... 22 points, two rebounds, four for eight on three. He played 31 minutes and only committed one turnover. I love you. He looked good. And I needed that because I was like, uh, buddy, what are you doing? Baby, what is you doing? And so that brings us to two for Tuesday, Thunder at Celtics. But first fashion. Let me get there. They didn't show us until like right before the game. Like they showed us the picture of Lou. And then I saw another picture of Lou and another picture of Lou. And I was like, give me all the angles on Lou because he was in in this game. But can we see some other looks too? Did other people walk in? (laughs) No, just Lou. I feel like it was because he was in that Freddy Krueger sweatshirt. I don't know how I feel about it. It was an orange Freddy Krueger hoodie. And like Freddy Krueger was like a shadow effect. Black jeans, some gnarly orange tennis shoes. Those tennis shoes were gnar. Um, I forgot to mention it, I think, last for the 76ers game. Taya likes baby blue. He does. There's a comfort I know, zone there. I, I want to know how many baby blue sweatsuits Teo has. Well, in this one, he gave us a different look with the shoe. He had the wild red and white shoe on, and then he did put a jacket on over it. So it wasn't like per se the same look, but do you hear my cats, right? One of them's hanging from the door jam. I hope you heard them just fall. I did. He slid all the way down the door jam. So that's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, and Teo was trying to do something a little different. This game. <laughs> oh Roby goodness. had on like the splatter tie-dye pants, black and white, the red Supreme sweatshirt. I like the black and the white and the red. Uh, Ty Jerome's was like a faded black grungy gray moment and I liked that so um I mean obviously lose my favorite because hi he's back 
they showed us nine million angles. And honestly, they didn't show us a ton. I did see Puku. <laughs> I saw Puku in the back of yes, one of girl. his pictures. So I liked that for a little moment, but not many looks on Tuesday. Well, if that's what it, if that's what we need, like Lou sporting horror gear and just him by all means because he also opened the game with a three just Lou for three straight away yeah and I was like well started this game I was like lose in but I don't feel better like I don't know what's wrong I'm not into it and then he hit that three straight away so that was nice um at what point is it a conversation that games that he plays in are at least competitive? Mm -hmm. Like Agreed. at what point does that deserve some more recognition? It obviously wasn't like a perfect night from him. And obviously Boston was missing Kimba and Jason Tatum, but Jalen Brown still had a big night for them. So. Sure. And Marcus Smart, I mean, he's annoying, but he's a playmaker. Um, just really don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like his vibe. No. Vibes off. The nice thing about the first for me is that, you know, we had, we got another Moses dunk, Poku to Moses, Poku assisting to Moses for that hook shot. In between that, Poku got a little score in. He scored a three at the 520 mark. So again, first quarter, very big, very Poku vibes. Poku. Poku. Um, they've been letting him run the pick and roll a mm -hmm. little bit, which a girl likes. I like it a lot. Um, I think we've seen him do a little of both where he drives and finds Moses or something like that. But we've also seen him shoot some in the lane. So I'm super intrigued by that. And there's just like still little flashes from old Puku where it just excites me. That's yeah. it. And I know that we talk about it all the time. Everybody talks about it all the time. I saw on Boomtown, Bobby was like, let's, December to now it's unbelievable it really is and we're not even talking like a full off season you know like it's been weird and just seeing him and the growth from like bubble G League stuff to now yeah already leaps better so um yeah. even when like before the G League when he was shaky and stuff. And I was like, don't care, play Poku all the time. Like even right. <laughs> me saying that then to now, I know we didn't have him in the end of this game, which is not a decision I'm necessarily mad at. Um, we had Ty Jerome in and Roby one because Boston was kind of playing smaller. So that's why you would put Roby in. But I liked seeing Ty Jerome in there at the end of this game. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. though, like, Boston didn't look good in the first half. They, right. I mean, it was all Jalen Brown. And I want to say uh, Presley Pritchard, but that's not his name. Is it Peyton Pritchard? P. Yeah, Pritchard. Yeah, so. Pritch Pritchard, for him. sure. PP. PP. So he was having a pretty nice night and we were going to the free throw line a lot, a significant yes, amount I have more. That. So we were making it work. I think though, if you're a Boston fan after this game, you're like, what the crap? Yeah. What the crap? Because of the amount of turnovers we had, like we had like a 10 point lead and it diminished quickly in those last couple minutes just because of turnovers so we Absolutely. did get the win but I feel like if you're a Boston fan you're like what are we doing you're upset yeah, yeah I got into some of those tweets they're not happy no which which would be rightly so 
it is like a weird place for them to be like we kind of discussed on boomtown uh the uncle al thing like they didn't really get much for him Mm -hmm. hayward like they're in a weird place i think they're in the sixth seed in the east but they're they still feel like kind of out of the mix for me so like it's difficult to be like oh this playoff team isn't going to do like what I would think they should do but that is kind of the general vibe so you know I love to ride the Celtics to the playoffs when brackets come and I'm not feeling that at all this season even though they are still seated I don't think you can so like the sixth seed would match up with the third seed right because yeah because then four and five so um mm-hmm. let's see the top three in the east you got 76ers you got the bucks and you got the nets so like i don't care which one you divvy out like i don't think boston's gonna hold their own in a series no. against either Absol- of them so absolutely not but yeah, we finished the first 29-24 and into the second. Svi kind of stood out for me a little bit in the second. Yeah. New friend Svi. Kind of, you know, getting in there with some assists, forcing a steal. Got a little three in. Because I want dunking Svi back. See, and I think I need three-point shooting speed to go, like, five of six one night. Like, he's got to do something to grab my attention in a positive way, and then I feel like we can build on it from there. Um, He did hit a three, I think, in the fourth, Mm -hmm. and then, like, everybody kind of got one. We got the deep high Jerome three, Bays hit one, Lou hit another one. The fourth, like, I know I'm kind of jumping around, but hi, um, I don't have any notes, so I'm just rolling with it. But the fourth was fun for me because I think just whenever you're playing younger guys, there will be times when it clicks. And there was a portion in the fourth where it was clicking and everybody was just making the big play and it didn't matter which player it was. I thought Bayes looked really good in the fourth, even oh, though... Yeah. I would say the rest of the game was just kind of average for me, but specifically in the fourth, I thought he finished strong. Roby was in on the action some. Um, turnovers, though. Turnovers, though. 27 is um, not okay. <laughs> not okay. That's kind of when it was 4130 in the middle of the second, that's kind of when I noticed. I'm like, we're doing a great job of getting to the line. So I know that that was super helpful for us. Darius had a nice three-point jumper. It was still 55-45. So, you know, we love that 10-point deficit. We had a couple travel calls on Poku and Teo. Ended the half at 55-49. And into the third, yeah, the fourth is super fun. The fourth was so competitive and so fun. And it was, I was engaged. I wasn't disassociated. I'm like, oh, this is a basketball game. But then like the panic kind of started to creep in because I was like, if we lose this one, I'm going to be crushed. I'm going to be crushed. And I know as far as like, what we're doing this season it's actually super not helpful to get this win and I hate sitting here and saying that but also like 14 in a row like I I want better for those guys and anything that I say isn't like a hit on any of the players but um, no no absolutely not like I know they're out there literally doing their best you and I have discussed that organizations tank not players so it's like that's never anything to them but sometimes what we put out there is a vast disadvantage to like what the other teams got so right 
I felt like the only reason that we even held onto this is because in the third, there wasn't a lot of Thunder offense for the first two minutes of the third. Uh, Lou had a nice three, Poku with the little pull-up jumper. It was 64-53, so still pretty much hanging on to a 10-point deficit. Uh, Ty Jerome hit a two-point shot and a three that tied us 76-76. But then after that, this is what stood out the most for me, is that neither side, after it was tied, had any offense. Mm -hmm. It was almost like a stall to the end of the third. And I feel like if the Celtics would have had some of their other pieces, this, this is typically when we start to fall apart. Right. And I don't know. It's hard for me to sit here and say that like we deserve to win this one because I think if Boston makes a few adjustments, you know, like it was very winnable for them. So I wish like if we were going to get a win, we would have just like everything would have been clicking and we would have just dominated, but it is what it mm-hmm. is. Uh, the, the end got wild though. Like I would say three minutes on, I was, yes. I was like, if we were up by 10 late in the fourth and we let this squeak away, Coach D has family in the stands. Like I'm going to yeah. be so sad. Well, and the fourth was kind of slow offensively at the beginning. Uh, Lou nailed some free throws uh, at around, yeah, like around three minutes, 30 seconds. The Thunder took a timeout and then Ty Jerome hit that step back jumper and it was 104.95. Roby pulled down the rebound. Darius gets the layup and I'm like, all right, okay, okay. We're putting together something and we're not going to lose by 30. Right. Um, (laughs) But I just like, even with this win, obviously I'm happy. Like we tied a previous streak, but I just found myself missing SGA a lot. (laughs) I know that closing moment because the end of this game was messy. Like at the two minute mark, it was hustle time. So they subbed hustle in like Baisley had a turnover. Ty Jerome had a shooting foul. And then, you know, Darius was driving and dunking. Then Lou had the shooting foul and the Celtics made their free throws. And I'm like, this is not good timing. And the Thunder took the timeout. And my favorite and my best was when they put Teo in for Roby. And I was like, all right, Teo's in. And I just felt like, you know, he's going to close. He's going to come in and close this for us. And Marcus immediately fouled Teo, which that for me, that was everything. Because I felt like it was a little bit too early to start fouling as far as like intentionally. And then it was just like, Roby got the dunk. Celtics timeout, Thunder timeout, you know, like it was just very drawn out. The Thunder took another timeout and there were a couple of, yeah, but then, yeah, just like you said. So it's all of this like held breath because we want this win, but then it doesn't mean anything. Honestly, like during the game, I was like, hell yeah, we got to win. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I, yes. I don't have a child, but I feel like it's Dora the Explorer. So maybe you can help me out on this. We're like, we did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. Or oh, something yeah, like that. We did it. We did yeah. it. Mm-hmm. We did it. And I was so happy. But now sitting here, I'm like, feels kind of dirty. I don't know. Like, I'm like happy about it, but then like, I'm very conflicted about it as well, because if there's one thing I can sit here and say, I cannot tank next year. I cannot do a full season. So whatever answers we're trying to find, I need them to come out of this draft because 
don't sign me up for this next season. You know what it made me want to ask? It made me want to ask Coach D, did they notice in the locker room today? Yeah, because I feel like they did. Did they know? Yeah, when Darius was talking shit after the and one put back, like I felt like they noticed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I am trying to be like very forgiving of this season. There's still like a chance that the draft doesn't go our way. Um, oh, for sure. We'll just have to kind of wait and see, you know, what we get there. I'm just. If there's one thing I want, I want for the Rockets not to get a top four pick so then we can have theirs. But also, like, it's just kind of luck of the draw. But I don't think you can pencil me in for another season of this. I don't know how I would do it. This is why like, would I don't we still be? Would we still be resting? Well... They're labeled with injuries, so I don't know what you want to call it. Do I think they're letting SGA take his time? Absolutely. Do I think Lou being out is probably precautionary more than anything? Probably. Not that, like, there isn't a base for any of these injuries, but when you're sitting moose the way you are, like, you've already said, like, Uncle Al's not going to play at all. I just know we're not putting our best product out there and that's the Mm -hmm. part that kills me. So if they're going to do that and like tell us they're doing that, I don't think it's a far stretch for us to say that we're giving players with injuries more time than what you maybe normally would. Also, like I'm not a doctor, but they last told us SGA was behind schedule. We've since seen him lightly shooting around pregame but now we're seeing him in some practice pictures and I just don't know like if he's well enough to practice I don't know but then like I can see why they would want to sit him out but this is why I'm saying like I can't do this more than one season I can't because everything they say I'm like well y'all sound like a bunch of liars you know and I don't want to be like that I'm right. like, oh, lose her. Okay. Even though, like, there is probably some truth to it, I just feel like everything's exaggerated. And I don't want to be like that. With that being said, and I'm super glad because we haven't talked about this in a while, um, the organizations tank, players do not. With that being said, the organization has the ability to say extend out this recovery time you know take liberty with you know the organization has the ability to say you know what we're doing with you know to project for the future and so I do feel like that affects our finished product for this season so I'm it's hard to tell what I was listening to, but I think it was the uncontested. Yeah, I think it was the uncontested. And it was after the Pacers game. They had somebody that covers the Pacers on the show. And he was talking about how like the organization won't let them tank like Mm -hmm. we're doing. And obviously like I'm very good about seeing the positive in both sides. So I've seen sides where they're like, yeah, but the Pacers are in the middle. Like they're not good and they're not bad. And that literally gets you nothing. And I understand Mm -hmm. that. But also like, we know I'm not team tank. I also think it's safe to assume that potentially SGA, and I would maybe say Lou after he came back from concussion stuff, I would say maybe they're on a little bit faster of a pace than ever like we would have anticipated. I think that's safe to assume. So I'm very hopeful with what we've seen from SGA and what we've seen from Lou. 
it's a little bit more pressing. Like, I hope they don't think that we have like a couple years to play around with. Obviously, I don't know. A You're lot- like, because I don't have a couple years in I don't. Me. I don't. <laughs> I do not. Like, this year is literally killing me. In She's my head, become a Mavs fan. In my head, like I literally wake up every morning and I go to tankathon.com and like see what we can get. And I'm like, okay, we need the number one and I need um, the Rockets to get number five. Okay, thanks. I need a one and a five. And do you know like how not realistic that is? Girl, I'm telling you, this is why I said earlier, this is why I don't gamble. This is why I've never gone to a and- casino. This is why I do not gamble because these things do not pan out. No, and like on the off chance that the Rockets do get top four, I'm going to be so incredibly pissed because I don't want that nasty heat pick. I want the number one and the number five because I need this to be progressively quick. Like I, I don't want to do this again. But I was then, reading about, oh, sorry. Think about the Pacers and they're not good and they're not bad and that literally gets you nothing so I do see like what they're trying to build here I just hope it falls together quickly so I was reading about the 76ers during their you know losing streak years 2013 2014 2015 and they're like yeah but they got Ben Simmons and Embiid out of that mess and now but I'm like that was big haul for them yeah that's three seasons though that you're asking the fans to eat shit and that's how I feel <laughs> well, so I um the, uh, this is like this is like how I don't this is why okay so like everybody says that like OU fans are you know spoiled and we are so remember the beginning of last season when I was not thriving, like, hi, we're not used to this. Like, hi, I, I'm used to going to the playoffs. I like to go to the playoffs. It's fine. <laughs> Even if we eat shit round one, like, and I know that that's why, because we're not supposed to just be comfortable to go to the playoffs. That's what everybody bitches about the Cardinals about. That's what everybody bitches about the Yankees about, you know, because we're just comfortable sliding in. And well, that was good enough this time. And I know what we're supposed to be aiming for. I know the goal. But um, to quote my daughter, waiting is not easy. No. And it just feels like, I mean, I think we knew early in the season, this would be a season where it's diehard only. Like if, and this is not a hit at casual fans. Like I think everybody can watch sports however they want to. So this is not a hit at casual fans, but if you're a casual fan and the Thunder happen to be on a 14 game skid, you're not checking in, you know? So we You're knew that from checking jump. in for the pain right. of the 30 point losses. It's funny. I was just talking to a coworker of mine about the thunder and she's like, yeah, all my like family members who are diehard thunder, they're very uninvolved. And I'm like, yeah, cause it sucks. And there's another aspect where you have the crew that probably go to more games than like what they actually watch on TV and we can't do that this season. And I literally just talk myself in circles because I can see both sides. Oh, absolutely. I know we are a small market and you're not going to get like, Like the Lakers were awful and now they have LeBron and AD. That is not going to happen to us. Right. It's that big market stuff, you know? So I do understand all that, but I'm like, is it worth my soul? I don't know. Like, I think I'd rather, well, you can't take this lightly, but after the Monday loss, I was like, I'd rather go to the first round and lose which is not like probably what I would tell you I'm feeling now, 
Right. But it's just tank stuff. The thing of it is, too, is it's been a super weird year. So, like, we're coming, like, let's just take a little time to talk about what we've been through just this year. Like, we were, you and I literally racing to the city to see Oklahoma City beat the Jazz, take the seed. Yeah. Like, wrapping that up. We got told to take our ass home because Rudy Goober. I'll was, never uh, forget the kid licking next microphones. He looked at me and he said, Rudy's sick. And I was like, I know. And then like we were both <laughs> tailing it out of there because <laughs> it was supposed to be me and Steven. Then they and then me. so that happened in Oklahoma City. And now we've gone on this like we've been in a bubble we have no fans you know what I mean like everything has been so exponentially different this year and then you know we've been on this tank and I'm like what if the year is 2025 <laughs> like all of this has transpired in this year like and it all started in Oklahoma City <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess when you're a diehard, this is what you sit and think about before you go to bed at night. I mean, the one thing that I think frustrates me the most is I know this draft is important as far as like, I can recognize all that, but to the crowd that's like, well, SGA is not ever going to be a number one. Right. Literally don't know. And perhaps like, his injury is what it is and like he needed all this time off we're never gonna know for certain however that also means that if we are playing with that and sitting him out longer we'll also never know what that does for his development even like let's talk about Lou I've had a lot of questions with that he's been in and out he's been brilliant and then they've sat him it could be a real injury on the off chance that it's not. And you're sitting him when he has a chance to play without SGA and mm-hmm. he is supposed to be the captain. Well, we also don't know what you're doing for his development. And like, nobody knows what the effect of that could be. So there's just so many unknowns and I talk myself in circles and um, I'm going to need a one and a five in the draft. <laughs> Baby, make it a one and a five. Yeah. Yeah. Just we better get into out. awards because I will talk I, you in a circle for years. I forgot we hadn't even done them. I kind of forgot like we were doing an episode and I was just chatting so I hope I didn't like say anything obscene like I was just talking to my best friend um you did great we should probably wrap up this episode um you know Mr. Thunder to wrap it up I literally was like it's a dub let's go home we scored 41 points in the fourth got a dub Let's go home. Russ, do you want to come home? Okay, bye. Okay, thanks. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> um, my Mr. Thunder, I'm going to give to Darius. I kind of talked about earlier how I thought if you would have asked me at the end of the third if I thought he had an outstanding night, the answer was probably no a little bit, but I think he really turned it on in the fourth. And a critique that we have been giving Darius is his ability, his ability to finish. Like he's getting to the rim, but we're still waiting for the finishes a little bit more. And he did finish mm-hmm. in the fourth. So we saw the energy from him. I agree. Like they know they got a W after tonight. So yeah. it was nice to kind sure of see they're that. aware. <laughs> playing with me we're all aware (laughs) we all know (laughs) that is a 14 game skitter coach d (laughs) 
swear. <laughs> <laughs> what a turd. I'm not giving a cupcake. Let me look at the box score. I just wrote no. I'm not going to do it. What if we Ooh. don't win another game this season? I'm going to, and it's going to be like conflicting information because I literally uh, just gave one Darius Baisley my Mr. Thunder award, it's but I'm also going to give him a cupcake award. Um, you can talk about like him being in more of a high pressure situation. He is handling the ball more. SGA's out. You know, we're asking all of these things, right? Six turnovers. I yeah. remember two spin moves specifically, and one was at the end of the game when it super mattered, um, where he's just getting a little bit wild. So we are asking him to handle the ball a lot. Um, six turnovers, though. Six of them with the double-double. So I guess you take with the good with the bad. I just want the good and the good, which is why I want number one and number five. This is why I'm single. I just want the good with the good. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your shit because I'm not interested. I just want all of the good. <laughs> um, you know, Teo had five turnovers. This is true. But yeah. Solid night for Dort. As far as like the box goes, Roby and Ty had 15 points. Yeah. Not the best shooting night for Lou, he was five of 14, three of eight from three, but he was making up for it at the free throw line. Also, mm -hmm. Jalen Brown, push Lou one more time. <laughs> one more time and I'll find you. So will Lou play on Thursday? Don't know. Oh, Who's going to guard him. Zion? Uh, yeah. Who would you put on Zion? Put Roby on him. I was toying with that. I think the matchups that immediately flew into my head would be one, Darius, who would be extremely, like, height-wise, fine. But size-wise, that's a disadvantage. So then I went to Roby. Maybe Tony could do it? I don't know. Tony B? But Tony also is out here like questionable with an ankle. He did get into this one. 50-50. Don't know which ankle. Yeah. Toss Thanks, up. Coach D. For keeping us so informed. Uh, Spee had zero turnovers. I said it at the beginning. I'm saying it at the end. He didn't have any turnovers this game, and I feel like that's a big deal. because He's, he's already wild. made me mad, though. So until he does something to, like, impress me, like – He's just sitting, he's sitting on the bench over there for me. He's making corrections. <laughs> Ma'am. Stop shrugging at me. <laughs> uh, okay, so we go home. Pels next. Yeah. Pels so at I home. Think We'll do a Thursday night episode. Then we play Saturday and Sunday and we'll just do a Sunday episode. I, I don't think, think so. we fully decided. Let's have a wild Sunday night. Get the week started right. And then like I get super concerned because we play the Pelicans and the Pacers and the Suns. But then out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Out of the seven remaining games <laughs> after that, we play the Kings three times, who they've kind of slipped out of that play-in stuff. So mm. I'm telling myself we could have a lot of players sitting those games, and I'm just going to have to walk it off. They're also all 9 o'clock start times. So get your big girl pants on for those wow have you seen how many of the last games are nine o'clock start times we are going to be and if we, like if we go on another skitter you and i are going to be the most pleasant pleasant basketball fans of all time i'm also having a hard time like 
I'm like, so what you're saying is like when the season, when the regular season ends, we just don't play basketball anymore. I'm not understanding. That's right. It's it's just, that's it. They're sick of her shit. Well, then I know like we'll get into draft stuff and all of that, but once again, we've kind of already talked about it pretty in depth and uh, I will continue this show for two more hours if you allow me to just talking in circles one in five shut it down it's what i need (laughs) it's what i'm gonna need to be okay (laughs) oh god (laughs) (laughs) we're all in danger here okay (laughs) yeah pretty much